Welcome back, everyone. I'm Marie Noah Ngopolo, and I'm the host of the Brentus Foundation podcast. Today, I bring you part two of my first chat in the Africa Through Their Eyes Limited series, where I bring past African leaders to the table for a chat on their legacy and the future of the continent as they perceive it. Today, you'll hear the rest of the conversation with His Excellency Enes by Koroma on his attempt to nip corruption in the bud his interpretation of the underlying message behind the recent series of coups in West Africa, and his thoughts on the future of this bright, bold, and beautiful continent. Let's get straight into the chat. So if I may ask, one of the things you're credited with is this commitment to improving transparency and accountability. Was there anything that surprised you about the process of trying to make that more an embedded part of the state institution? Well, I will say that uh, in all of these efforts, you will always have surprises. Surprises because you are trying to bring in to the uh, society a new thinking, a new culture. You're trying to let people depart from their old ways of doing things. And it's normally will go with some resistance, uh, resistance even from within. But uh, it's, it's, it depends on how determined and convinced you are yeah. about uh, the, the bigger picture. Uh, you know that uh, will lead you to drive the process very hard. There are surprises of people you don't expect coming to uh, seek for compromises, uh, coming to slow you down, coming to ask for uh, give uh, flimsy excuses for certain things that have happened. That you know these are all things that um, uh, that should be expected. I must say this should be expected. But then um, when you look at what you hope to benefit, what the country hopes to benefit, the changes that will be affected, that is why I think the leader should be a visionary leader. You should be able to see where your people cannot easily see. And therefore, with that in mind, you should be able to drive the process with the conviction that I will take you to the promised land. Mm -hmm. I will take you to where... Uh, you uh, you think the benefits will be greater than the little pennies that you are picking here and there, the little things that you are doing here and there that we are given individual benefits. Even where there is an individual benefit, it's just a temporary benefit. Right. Let us move to a situation wherein you will have a, a better future, wherein your, 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 your children's schooling will be guaranteed, your health services will be guaranteed, wherein the employment will be guaranteed, wherein other social services will be provided. I mean, this is the role of a leader. There are bound to be surprises, but it is, uh, you, you should be determined because you uh, should be able to look at uh, the promised land and take them to the promised land. Yeah, thank you so much for that. So I'm going to shift the conversation a little bit. So West Africa, in the very uh, recent past, uh, I guess still going on, has had a bit of a tumultuous time with coups recently. I'm wondering, sir, from your perspective, what do you make of the current sort of trends around these coups? And what do you think 
it might be trying to tell us that maybe our leaders and even people are failing to understand. Well, it is quite uh, an unfortunate development mm -hmm. uh, because uh, West Africa used to be the example of uh, a region wherein uh, democracy has uh, been making a steady progress uh, yeah. before now, but of late. Uh, sadly, it is now the also the example of a, uh, a region wherein we have experienced uh, democratic reversals within a very short time. Yeah. And I can say that um, we, we, it is uh, uh, a result of so many reasons, you know, borders from uh, security, issues, uh, people not realizing the democratic dividends that they are expecting, and uh, the poor leadership that we have experienced, and not only poor leadership, not only closing the space for democracy, but also leaders uh, wanting to uh, stay beyond the constitutional term uh, yeah. limits. It's a combination of all of these that have uh, resulted to what we are experiencing now. You know, uh, the security situation has, 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 has been uh, terrible, especially uh, in the countries of the Sahel. And this uh, has been aggravated after the uh, death and uh, the call it the 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 fall of uh, Libya, mm. where, you know, a lot of uh, flow of arms uh, poured into our regions, and uh, we have insecurity uh, from uh, Nigeria, Niger, uh, Burkina, Mali, and all of these areas. We have a lot of insurgency going up. And uh, it's, it's still a serious situation, and it's still uh, uh, gaining grounds. And you see external uh, forces at play in all of uh, what has happened. We have seen uh, now the French moving out and uh, the Russians gaining ground. But these are all issues that have undermined the authority of uh, the democratically elected governments in the countries that are affected. And um, you notice, you see that um, we are closing the democratic space, the democratic dividends given the people, the, the populace we are expecting, uh, we have freedom of speech, expression, uh, better infrastructure, uh, good social services. Um, some of what has been experienced was dwindling, and this uh, provided a lot of uh, room for agitation. And that is why where you have coups, instead of uh, the populace condemning coups, you have the populace going out there celebrating uh, the removal of democratically elected governments.
And uh, these are issues that um, have been af uh, affecting us, but thankfully ECOWAS has been very prompt. ECOWAS have taken uh, a zero uh, tolerance to coups and in all the countries that uh, have had coups, uh, ECOWAS have come in very strongly to ensure that uh, uh, we say no to these coups and uh, other organizations uh, out of ECOWAS and in ECOWAS like uh, the, the, uh, the Council of Elders that is working on that, the uh, Good Dog Jonathan Foundation are all now engaged and fully engaged in addressing this deteriorating situation. It's quite a very serious situation. It's quite a serious development. Yeah. And even where there is uh, a seeming normalcy in countries, in other countries, there are underlying factors that have the potential to explode and create a situation of uh, political instability. But this is, like I said, is a, a very uh, sad development. So we are working on it, but um, that is that what it is for now. And, uh, but I'm sure that with a, a continuous serious engagement, uh, we'll be able to uh, move forward. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you very much. And I know I'm running out of time here, so two last questions. So, yes. President Kromo, what comes to mind when you think of Africa in 2050? Well, um, we already have uh, lined out um, agendas that should provide us with the roadmap. We have uh, the uh the 2030 agendas of what we expect to be in the 30s and the 2060s now um i must say that uh, yes we have uh the africa that we want we have already lined up the africa that we want um we know the, the potential that we have in terms of uh, the mineral resources, in terms of uh, the arable land, in terms of uh, our petroleum and gas reserves, in terms of our youth pool population, and uh, in terms of the potential we have for energy. And a lot of efforts has been made. We now have the free trade agreement. And I think it's uh, um, getting the work done. Mm. Uh, that is our challenge. How do we get the work done? How do we ensure that at uh, a regional level, we are able to achieve what we have set ourselves to do, the protocols that we have set ourselves to do at the continental level? How do we... Um, achieve the the, the the projects that we have set ourselves to do. Mm -hmm. I think uh, we have been doing a lot of talking. We have to be honest to ourselves now. Yeah. Um, 
what should we do differently? Mm-hmm. We have to take a hard look at ourselves, a hard look at our institutions, our organizations. Are we in ECOWAS position strong enough to effect the changes that will ensure that what we expect in the 30s, the 2030s is achieved, in the 2060s is achieved, is our continental body structured and functioning and strong enough to ensure that we effect these changes. Meetings, yes, speeches, yes, we have been. I don't think there is anything new that will be said in any meeting. I think what we have to do now, how do we get on and do the work? How do we ensure that the youths that we are talking about, the youthful population that is talking about, is transformed and energized to make Africa not only productive, but competitive to Europe, to China, to to the Americas. Are we not too far lacking behind? What do we have to do? We don't have to think about Grand Royce programs. We have to build the blocks properly. So these are the issues that we have to now think about. We know the problems. We're talking about them. Mm-hmm. It will start from even the countries. Are we a functioning democracies in our countries? Are we making progress in our countries? Are we making the progress that will get us to the 2020, 2030 agenda, to the 2060? We had all of the UN programs, but we have failed. Every time a review, you know, that uh, maybe uh, uh, a third of the countries have made some progress, but two-thirds are lacking behind. Mm. And what will be the total effect is uh, a no growth. We are spinning on the same point. We have isolated cases of growing here and there. But are we going at a pace that will get us to the ideals that we have set ourselves? Do we have strong institutions? Do we have strong regional institutions? Have we... uh, are we talking about strong continental institutions that will take us? I mean, we still have issues that we make two steps forward, and then we have issues within our regions. We're thankful that uh, recently the issue between Burkina Faso and Ghana and the Ivory Coast has been resolved. Yeah. You have the issue of DRC and Rwanda that is, you know, not getting anywhere. Yeah. We have issues of other uh, uh, countries having stakes in what is happening in the DRC. You, you have issues in Ethiopia. We are happy that the Ethiopian issue is now getting to some kind of uh, uh, progress, uh, you know. You have Somali still there, and every day the Al Shabaab, you know. So all of these, you know, are not creating the kind of uh, uh, 
environment that will take us quickly. I mean, we see it from now it's 2030 or 2060s, just a couple of uh, uh, years, you know, we get there. And we also have international developments that are influencing us, you know. The yeah. Ukraine war is having its effects. Uh, we're building up the resilience, not yeah. only learning from it, but ensuring that we isolate ourselves from these external shocks. We have the capacity. Yes. You know, I mean, we have the capacity. We have we are talking about our free trade. To what extent have we implemented it? How far have we gone? Yeah. What are the basis of the implementation? So these are the things that are really uh, for worrying. Uh, uh, yes, we can talk, we can talk and talk and uh, boast about everything. We have this, we have that, we have everything. Yes, we have. Uh, we have our mineral resources, we have our youths, but then um, we have to take a hard look at moving forward. Moving forward. No, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's a lot of the conversations that um, we're having and we're hearing more about, right? especially for young people, is this idea of they've heard all the talk, but it's like, what does it actually take to do these things? Because they don't seem to be getting done. And that I think is part of the slight frustration um, within sort of a uh, lot mm. of political systems um, across the continent and even beyond, I can imagine. So the final thing I wanted to ask of you, President Koroma, is what would you say from your time um, as president, I guess even reflecting on, you know, moments leading up to now, are the top to three key leadership lessons um, that you have learned and what you envision is needed in the next generation of African leadership, especially those that actually, you know, need to do more things than to talk about doing things. I think uh, we have to show as leaders, we are given the position to lead our people. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I've taken from it is that uh, we have to use our positions of leadership to serve our people. Mm -hmm. And in serving our people, you have to have empathy for them. You have to really have a feel uh, for them, uh, putting yourself in their circumstances and uh, doing the things uh, that will transform themselves, transform them from where they are to a better life. And for them to have a better life, it will require us to have for them uh, good roads. It will require uh, electricity supply. It will require uh, good schools for quality education, not just mere propaganda. It will require uh, good hospitals, uh, uh, good clinics that will serve our people better, save the lives. It will require us to know that every life of every one of our citizens count. When you better it, it will help in the transformation 
of not only the society, the community, the country, but also the region and Africa. We have to make conscious efforts in transforming the lives of our people. That is why I think we have to empathize and we also have to have a strong political will and a clear vision. I couldn't have asked for a better start to this podcast series. President Elaspire Koroma, thank you so very much for making the time to speak with me. I think on behalf of a lot of young Africans, we're extremely thankful that you're sharing this part of your legacy, this part of your story with us. Um, and we look forward to hearing more of your insights and events. We will allow you to have some bit of a retirement, but where we can, we'll try to pull you out because you're an important part of our history anytime. and legacy. Anytime, anytime, anytime. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Koroma. It's been a pleasure. Have a wonderful rest of the day. That brings us to the end of today's show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did putting it together. I love, love learning new things. Hey, if you enjoyed this chat, you definitely enjoy others that came before it. Check out previous episodes on whichever platform you're tuned into now or visit our website www.thebrentersfoundation.org for other episodes. As always, thank you so much for listening. And if I could make one last ask of you, please do share this with others. Again, you're listening to Marie Noel on the Brentus Foundation podcast, and it's been a pleasure sharing this time with you.